it is a very vulnerable thing to put yourself out there in the way that we do as entrepreneurs. So a lot of stuff comes up, you know, like how you want to be seen and, you know, the whole comparison piece and even like, am I a fraud because I'm not making enough money at the moment? Like all that stuff shows up when you brand yourself. Hey, babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I have my friend Rachel here today, which we are going to talk about all things branding, which you guys know is the foundation of your business if you want to be magnetic for people to slide into your DMs to create more sales. So Rachel, welcome to the show today. I'd love for you to tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. So I'm Rachel Pesso. I help entrepreneurs share who they really are online through branding and website design. We go deep into who you really are, pull out all the authentic pieces of yourself and create an amazing visual story to support you. Amazing. It's so important, I think, to really dive into this because I think that branding, people don't even really understand like the importance of branding, right? People come to me all the time and they're like, okay, well, I want to work on my branding. And I really think this is like my colors and my fonts and all those things. But like, let's really talk about what branding is from like your standpoint. Yeah. So I love when people ask that question because yes, branding can be so generalized and Really for me, branding is a combination of all the things. It's a combination of the story you're telling. It's a combination of your copy, your photos, the aesthetic. Basically all of that combined is your brand. It's the experience that you're creating when people interact with you, whether it's on social media, your website, on a podcast, all of that is extensions of your brand. Mm -hmm. I was actually, it was interesting. I had a client actually reach out to me yesterday and she was like, Hey, can you look at like my reels? She's like, do I need to like clean this up a little bit? She's like, you know, I always have like a baseball hat on. I mean, you guys know, I always have a baseball hat on. (laughs) She's like, you know, I always have like a t-shirt on. Like, do I need to like change who I am online? And I was like, yes and no. Let's talk about this. I think that if you are questioning who you're showing up with online, then that is maybe not who you are as a brand. But I think that like so often people think they need to be somebody else online. And that actually is not like who your brand is. So for an example, when you see me out in real life, this is how I dress. When you see me on the podcast, this is how I dress. When I show up on coaching calls, like this is how I dress, right? Like I have a call later today with Chris Harder and I'm like, I didn't dress any different for my call with Chris. It's like, (laughs) this is literally like who I am, right? So it's like, why is it so important to like be who you are in all of these areas versus like trying to flip flop all the time? 
Yes. I love that you mentioned that. And it comes up so much when people come to work with me as well, because it's a lot of the times when we go to rebrand or brand ourselves, there's so much that comes up. You're like, who do I want to be? How do I want people to see me? What do I want them to feel? There's all these questions that we're bombarded with. And a lot of the times what happens is we look outside. We're like, well, look at what this coach is doing and look at what this professional is doing. And we start to think that maybe we need to do that too, because we see, you know, person X showing up, you know, in their full professional outfit every day. And that's just not every person. And it, it's kind of irrelevant because the real truth is people are connecting with you based on who you are, the energy that you put out into the world, the values that you stand behind, the words that you're sharing, the emotions you make them feel like they're connecting to these pieces of you. And to me, that's your brand. So, you know, when it comes to your outfits, sure. Like if you want to, you know, dress up a little bit because you have an important meeting and it makes you feel good, go ahead, do it, but don't do it because you feel like you have to, because that, then that's not really in alignment, you know? Yeah. It's so good. So, you know, many of you guys know, I had the same business coach for 18 months, Raquel Quinette, such a baller, such a boss at everything that she does. And when I first started working with her, we would get on coaching calls and she was always like dressed to the nines, right? She always had like a suit coat on all the gear. She was just like a baller. Right. And I did my first photo shoot and I was like, I want to like channel my inner Raquel. Right. And I remember I went to my photo shoot and I had this like pink blazer on. You guys probably remember this. Cause I like never <laughs> use these fucking photos. I had this like pink blazer on and I had like my Gucci belt on and I had these like dressy jeans on and I got these pictures back and I was like, ew, I never want to use these. I like, didn't look like I was having fun. in any of these pictures, I looked so like tight in all these pictures. I look like I was not having fun. And even though my team was like, Oh my God, these pictures are so pretty. They look so nice. I was like, this doesn't look like me. This doesn't like, I don't, I'm not having a really familiar story that most people actually go through when they start their business and get photo shoots and stuff. And again, it's from the same thing. Like we're looking at what other people are doing. And also, I mean, you know, there is something to be said, like, you're not going to do a photo shoot in your pajamas. Like if you work in your pajamas every day, like that's cool. Like no judgments, but like, generally speaking, like, you know, that there's probably other energy that's more aligned for you and like really tapping into what that is. But I feel like the same, my original photo shoot, I also put on the blazer and I'm thinking like, I actually don't even wear blazers like to business events. Like I yeah, don't me neither. So it didn't make sense. Did it like position me into be the like the leader or the influencer that I wanted to be at the time? But it's like at the end of the day, if it's not really who you are, it honestly really does make no sense. So yeah. making sure that when you're choosing outfits for your photo shoots, that you're like in super alignment with the energy of who you are and how you want to show up as um And really like, that's why I talk so much about emotional part of the brand, because it is all about how we make people feel. Yeah. So I would love for you to even like dive into that. Like, what are the emotions that like we should really try to focus on? Or like, why is that so important? Like, I'd love you to dive into that. Yeah. So this is the main reason why it's so important is because people make decisions based on how we make them feel. And meaning like, if you walk into a store and you just like fall in love with everything that's in there, chances are you're going to want to buy something. You're going to want to meet the owner. You're going to want to do everything you can to be part of that experience. So I feel like we look at our brands in the same format. And if someone goes on your social media and they're interacting and they watch a video of you, overall, you're going to make them feel something based on what you said or how you look. 
or, you know, again, I'm big on energy. So maybe like it's energy behind whatever is going on in that video or post. And I feel like one of the things that I try to tell people is we can pull out brand concepts for our brand. So the, the thinking behind it is think about how you want your ideal customer to feel. And then you think about what are ways that you can help them feel that. And most of the time it's things that you actually do. And meaning like, you know, if you show up in a certain way every day in your business, like that's most likely going to be how you should show up in your brand as well. But we want to take it like one layer deeper and basically asking like, okay, well, how can I show, let's say the words empowerment, how can I show people that I feel empowered? How can I show people that this invokes something of empowerment? You know, a lot of the feelings that we want to ignite can often be like intangible, Mm -hmm. you know, like how do I make somebody feel that can be really difficult, but overall it's, it's kind of getting into that energy in your brand, in your photo shoots, in your posts, in your comments, in your stories, and bringing in those emotional pieces into everything, because then everything you're creating is intentional. It's like, okay, I know that the three words that my ideal audience wants to feel in their brands are creative, connected, and empowered. You know, if you know that you can then make sure your copy does that your stories do that. Um, when you're on a podcast, you can touch on those, those items. Like it's just, it's almost like a guide for you and your brand when you're able to pull out those kind of like emotional, um, trackers. Right. So Mm -hmm. I always love helping people see that because although it seems it's a pretty simplified tool in terms of of actually doing it. And it's really great because you can actually have everybody that's working on your brand. If you have a team or, you know, you're collaborating with other people, you can make sure that everybody's aware, like, these are the things that I want people to feel. So whatever we do, let's make sure that these are the focuses. Yeah. I, I love that too, because I think like you were talking about like some of these intangibles, right? Like powerful, empowered, energized, like all of these things. I don't think people even like really think about that. Right. So like for me, like the colors that I pick are energetic, right? Like I want my brand to be energized. The songs I put behind my reels are energy. Um, The songs that I put on my stories are energies, right? Like all of those things are very intentional when I'm picking them out, right? So like my brand is activating people to move. So I'm, I'm picking songs that are very like high energy, things like that. And, you know, there's a reason why I don't play like Michael Buble on my stories or I have (laughs) it in my reels because like, that's not going to like move people to like take action. Right. So it's like, you really want to think about all these things when it does come into it. And I know it sounds like little simple things, but like all these things have like little compound effects of what it is that you're doing. And it is, it's like, it's your brand, right? It's like, if you want your brand to be like luxury and like peaceful and calm, it's like, you're not, you shouldn't be using like hot pinks and like vibrant colors, right? Like I think people yeah. don't really think about all those other like intricate things. A hundred percent. And and this is another reason why I believe that like one of the things clients will say, well, like, well, how do I do it? Because I, there's so many different parts of me and my brand, right? You know, there is the professional side of me and there's the creative side of me. And then there's you know, the energetic side of me. And it's like, how do I bring all these pieces into my brand without it feeling like, oh my God, this is so wild. Like a circus. Yeah. I always like sharing this. Like when I first uh, was working with Lori Harder on her original brand, she 
came to me and she was like, you know, I feel like a lot of the times people have this like view of what they think that I am based on like these really professional photos they've seen. And at the time, you know, that was earlier on where she had like so many fitness photos and she was transitioning from like the fitness career into more of lifestyle brand and coaching and stuff. So it's like, we really needed to find a way to help people see her in a relatable format because at the time, a lot of the photos that people were doing were just like these really like showy, beautiful, like they were gorgeous, but it, but it wasn't relatable for her. It wasn't like, it wasn't like now where you're like, oh my God, Lori Harder is like literally my best friend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's and how that her was- and Lindsay Schwartz are. It's like, you feel like they're like the girl next door, your best friend. But in the beginning, when you saw those pictures, you were just like, Oh, she's so far fetched from what could ever exactly. be possible. But now people it's almost like a totally different bridge that gap. Yeah. And I feel like one of the things that we did in her brand, and the reason why I like to share this is because people that know when when Lori was doing this proportion of her her brand, she was going live on Facebook every single day. I think it was Facebook at the time because that's where we were with social media. <laughs> and she would go on every day in her robe with her hair, like no makeup. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm the biggest believer. Like that's really what built her brand. It was like what actually her audience connected such on a deep level with her and it made them understand. And then when we did her photo shoot, we made sure that we found and created photos that helped ignite similar emotions that really were more relatable. And you know, yes, the fitness part and being beautiful and having a great body are all part of it but they're not the focus. Right. So I think like just helping people understand that because it seems like this is so simple, but when you're in it and you're creating, you don't always think about this. So it's really important. And that's why, like, I always like beat this, this is like where I beat the dead horse, you know, like, (laughs) like, this is, this is the thing because it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I want to edify that. Like you've worked with some massive people, you know? So I, I always like to say this, you guys, I bring on like true experts in, onto the podcast, right? Like I'm not just bringing on some girl that like read a book on branding and now she's like the branding expert. I mean, you have worked with like some of the top people when it comes to branding. So you guys, Rachel is an expert when it comes to branding. She absolutely knows what she's talking about. Again, like follow her. She's a cat's meow when it comes to branding. So, um, so because of that, what are some of the mistakes that you see that people do do when it comes to branding? Cause I'm sure you sit on Instagram and you're just like, Oh my gosh, girl, this needs, yeah, you know, and, and I love talking about this because sometimes it's such simple things that we often just oversee because we're so close to our own brand. So Sometimes when you're working with a designer or you hire somebody to help you in your brand, a lot of the times, one of the biggest mistakes is you make your entire brand about you. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge mistake because even though you're the coach and you are the person, we actually are helping. Our goal as brands is to help other people, Mm -hmm. is to help our audience. It's not to just talk about ourselves, show ourselves and talk about all the great things that we've accomplished and we can do. So that's a huge mistake because... We're obviously, if we're not, if we're spending all that time on us, we're actually missing all that opportunity to connect with our audience and make sure that we're focused on, you know, like what we can help them with and what our solutions are that they're actually coming to our brands for. So a lot of the times people just jump right into like the, I want it to feel like this and me and all these things. And then it's like, we can easily, easily forget that we're actually focusing on our audience. So that was, I would say that's number one. Um, number two is they skip over strategy and clarity. 
So if we don't have the clarity of like, you know, why we're doing what we're doing, who we're doing it for, who our ideal audience is, our mission statements, um, like even our, our packages and products, like all of those things have to really be defined. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be defined enough so you can create a brand that's in alignment with, you know, what you do and why you do it. Um, these are all also going to help people connect with you on a deeper level when they interact with your brand. So don't skip over the strategy and clarity piece of the branding because I know it's not as fun as the visuals. I was just going to ask you, like, why do you think people skip over this all the time? I know people do because I work with them in sales and I'm like, you guys have skipped over like the most foundational part of your business. Yeah. It's easy to skip over as well. I mean, depending some, some designers don't go into it. So like if you went and you were going to hire a designer, sometimes they'll just do, like ask you like, oh, what do you want it to look like? And that's not the right question because the truth is like, we can't really, yes, we can design anything as a designer. I can create any look and feel you want, but if we don't know why or who, or that backstory, we're, we're really creating something that we don't even know if it's going to connect to your ideal audience. So that's, I think why people often can skip over it, whether it's like, you know, the people they're working with aren't thinking of those pieces um, because Oftentimes in the entrepreneur space, we hire for one thing um, and, you know, it doesn't always touch on all the, all the pieces that we need. So, um, and then I would say the third, the third mistake is just that you didn't define a goal. So we always need to have a goal associated with whatever it is we're launching, creating, putting out there. I'm definitely big on, you know, having a uh, proof of concept and really like having a goal behind what it is you're creating because creating things are, are wonderful, but if they're not serving the right people and you can't get them into the hands of the people that are going to benefit from the most, then they're kind of pointless. Um, in the early parts of my career, I designed so many beautiful websites. And to be honest, they were failures because there was nothing behind them. And I learned- When you so say much. nothing behind them, what do you mean by that? I mean, like there were no, there was no strategy yes. or um, sales exactly. processes. So like, I actually- Like a website's to- not going to mean exactly. you're going to have sales, guys. I say that, I say this on every <laughs> podcast episode. Exactly. And it's like, I had clients come back to be being like, so what do I do now? I launched my website. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you I know, a sales coach, not- guys. Like <laughs> my DM. It was like, that's not, you know, I can help you with that, but you're going to be more benefit to work with somebody that can help you with these goals. And truthfully, you really, and now obviously I have so much more experience, but I wouldn't even ha- work with anybody who doesn't have these goals defined. Um, that's something, you know, I'm always in integrity about that stuff now in my business because it's a waste of time for everybody. If we don't have goals associated with what we're creating, we really want to make sure that we're creating stuff that's going to create the impact that we are setting out to do. So, yeah, so good. I mean, obviously you've dropped so many great nuggets. I love always talking about like what we need for branding, but then obviously talking about the mistakes too. And you guys, if you guys are listening to this podcast episode right now and you're like, oh no, I'm doing some of these things. It's okay because that means that there's obviously room for growth. That's why we have people like Rachel on the show today. So you guys can slide into her DMs, ask her, you know, how you can work with her, how you can, you know, tap into her resources, all of those things. So Rachel, how can people work with you? What do you have going on right now? I know you're also going to be a guest inside of sales and social. So for those of you guys that are in sales and social, you get to tap into her even more, but what do you have going on right now? 
Yeah. So I'm actually in my own rebrand, which I'm really excited. Amazing. About. So how, how, how does someone like you get excited for a rebrand? I mean, it's a little bit nerve wracking because I'm like, <laughs> I know I need to, you know, hit a mark that is my own perspective, obviously, but, um, you know, I go through the same process. I put my own clients through. And that was something else I was just going to say before is like, no matter what brands you're watching or you admire, we've all made these mistakes. Like when Lori uh, hired me, she was like, I hired so many people before you that like, it was a disaster. And then like, even, even her and I, we hit bumps in the process, just like things that you learn along the process, you discover things during the processes sometimes. So just remember that like our brands are evolutions, like nothing is static on this internet space anymore. And so it's like, you don't just rebrand and you know, like it's, it's a constant thing. Yeah. So you don't just brand yourself once. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so with my own rebrand, um, I'm actually more repositioning just how I want to show up in my own brand. And I have a bunch of new offers that actually have been live for the past few years, but they're, they haven't been integrated into my brand in the way that I want them to be. Um, so I'm focusing a lot more on my audience and user experience in that standpoint. And, and really, I mean, my photos are from 2018. So like <laughs> I am legitimately not okay with, with my brand right now. <laughs> So all that will change. I'm hoping in the year I can redo, redo all that stuff. I've already started my own vision board and dreaming it all up. And, and I always like to give it space because it is a very vulnerable thing to put yourself out there in the way that we do as entrepreneurs. So a lot of stuff comes up, you know, like how you want to be seen and, you know, the whole comparison piece and even like, am I a fraud because I'm not making enough money at the moment? Like all that stuff shows up when you brand yourself. So yeah. And I think even too, like if you've branded yourself one way and then you've kind of like elevated yourself or it's like, like I know for me, for an example, like when I first came into the online space, you know, I was really for one particular client and yes. I've up leveled and I've changed and I've rebranded a little bit. And one of the biggest things that have always come up for me is like, am I excluding the people that I once worked with? Do I look like I don't care about them anymore? Right. So it's like, I know that a lot of these fears come up and it's like, I never want to look like I've changed to that, like certain that one audience that I started out with. So I know, I know a lot of these fears come up when we're branding or branding ourselves. It is. And, and we also, some people are like, did I go too far into my niche or did I, you know, and I think like, there's a lot that I have to say on that part in general, but it, but overall, I feel like I'm kind of in the part of my business and even where I believe in this entrepreneur space at this point is like, you have to do what works for you. Like you can look at what other people are doing and I could do the same thing as some other people and it won't work for me and it won't work for my audience and you know, whatever, whatever. So I'm a big believer of like trying, putting out there and like, I'm also a big believer of like not having to niche down. Like yeah, I, think I don't believe in niching down. I always say I like, fuck that, niches. I don't believe in and, it. And depending on the type of person for you, that could be like incredibly stressful. Like I can barely even, you know, like commit to having a certain painting on my wall. So to be like, <laughs> I'm only working with these people. Like to me, like that's, it's stressful to think that I'd be cutting out all these other people that I know I can help and serve. So, and I know other entrepreneurs feel that way as well. So 
I just feel like you have to try. It's like trial and error, see what works um, and consistently, you know, recreate because that's what we're, we're meant to evolve. Um, yeah. Everybody knows that at this point. <laughs> it's funny. I'm on, I'm on a podcast tomorrow and she like sent me like this, like Google doc to fill out. And she was like, who do you work with? And I was like, online business providers. And she was like, no, more specific. And I was like, no, online business, per- online business coaches. And she was like, no, like, who do you work with? And she like, could not understand that I like was not niche down. And she's like, no, like, do you work with like health coaches, online coaches, realtors? I was like, I work with everyone. And she was like, no, like, who's your niche? And I was like, lady, I don't have a niche. And like, some people just like, do not understand. Like when I tell people, like, I don't have a niche, they're like, mind blown by it. I'm like, no, I don't can't accept it because I was like, no, I don't have a niche. I work with people that have never made a dollar. I have like multi seven figure business owners in my world. I work with realtors or people who sell candles, like everyone. Right. So it's like, yeah, people sometimes like cannot grasp that. And they're just like, I don't understand. I'm like, yeah, I think like, you know, and for some people it works super well. Like I'm not you know, and I niche, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it obviously does work when you target a certain audience and yeah. you really have a solution for a specific amount of people. But I think forcing people to choose a niche is, yeah. is the whole thing in itself. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't need to niche down. Like I know that I can help many different brands and I feel like why, why can't I work with a realtor and a coach and a speaker and an author? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we will put all of your information in the show notes. It was so great to have you here. You guys definitely make sure you're following Rachel. Follow her new rebranding. I know it's probably going to be a straight fire. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was so great to have you and dropping all of your wisdom today. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? or take a screenshot and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, Feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.